Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coming Clean. Today, I am beyond excited because we have a special guest. If you're watching YouTube, you can probably already see that we have a special guest, but this is no other than the man and the legend himself, Mr. John Pruna. Oh, my God. I will take, <laughs> I will take that intro from you eight times a week. I'll send your check in the mail for saying that. Oh, I'm going to hold you to that. Yes. So for people watching and listening that don't know who you are, um, we met, what, three, two? Three, I think three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. And it's funny because he didn't even know who I was when I met him. Oh, my God. His wife knew who I was. (laughs) No, this is funny. Anybody who's watching this or listening to this, I I guarantee you're going to identify with me. So first off... (laughs) You know, Paige been big time for God knows how long, right? Probably like seven, eight years in this game of fitness influencer. <laughs> I don't know how many people are listening who have tried to train with their significant other, <laughs> like try to teach your spouse or your significant girlfriend, boyfriend, like into fitness, right? So you got one person who's a coach like me. So I've had, I like to consider myself pretty knowledgeable yeah. on how to work out and oh. what to do. And my wife of today was just getting into fitness. So, man, when we met like seven years ago, I would try to take her to the gym and tell her what to do on how to guide her. And she would not listen to a word I would say. (laughs) We would get in fights like just after the warm up, after the warm up. I'm like, all right, we're going to start with this. She's like, no, I'm not listening to you. Like you just do do what you want. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market to do i'm gonna be over here blah 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 so then she learns this thing called instagram (laughs) and she starts coaching me and saying you know what jay i see you you working on a lot of things but there's this girl named Paige hathaway who like (laughs) really knows what she's doing like you should get to know her a little bit like she's (laughs) She's awesome. Like I follow her and oh my God, I want to be her. So she's fangirling over you. So I'm like, okay, so now I don't even know you. And I'm like lightweight hating on you a little bit. (laughs) Like who is this girl who's getting all this clout with my, my now wife? So I'm like, so what is she telling you to do that, that I haven't told you to do? So she's just like, well, like, have you ever heard of like squats before? (laughs) Like you, you should actually squat sometimes or do deadlifts. And like, she tells me like eat vegetables and like make good choices. 
And I'm like, that is my, so funny. my wife doesn't listen to me, but she listens to Paige. So now if I want to get a point through my wife, I just will message you now me. and say, Paige, can you post <laughs> this? That way it'll really get through my wife. So that's funny. That's it's, yeah. it's, it's so funny how, I don't know, everything comes back full circle because then Jason was telling me, you got to you know, look at this guy. He's so motivational. He talks like mindset. Like he's just more than training and diet. And I'm like, who is this guy? And so then we met and we're like, okay, See, we did it for <laughs> each other. It. <laughs> so, You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> so now if you need to get something through Jay, you can just hit me hit up. You up. <laughs> See, we'll, we'll both help our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot about you now, mm -hmm. you know, you've been training Jay now for three years. You train Lambert now, you train so many people that I know now, but I don't know much about like your past, your gotcha. beginnings, like how you even became who you are today. Man. So first and foremost, before we you know start, cause there's just so much that I want to get into also because like, I want to say throughout my career, I've been so blessed to meet so many amazing people. So many people that have, you know, really made an impact on my life. But honestly, you're one of the top five people that I always come back to that I think like this guy is like magic. Like he's got oh, something wow. different about him, you know, just because of like your love for people. Um, you're, you're just not about going to the gym and drinking protein shakes. You're about so much more than that. You're, you, you know, yours starts even beyond the gym. So I thought, it, you know, I really wanted to bring you on the podcast and just tell your story and just speaking to people's lives because it's just, you're just extraordinary. Man, <laughs> I'm moved. I didn't see that. The fact that I'm making the top five, I'm, I'm already no, feeling so myself. Like, I think you're I'm, I'm already like sitting back here, like with my shoulders back. Get my like, posture together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So how did you start? Like how, how did, how did you even how did you start? I mean, Man. did you grow up playing, playing sports? Did you have a crazy, how did you start? Man, like you've said before, you know, fitness saves people's lives, you know, and I, I couldn't agree more. Like I honestly had a lot of performance anxiety. You know, I, I wasn't, I was always pretty good at a lot of things, but I didn't really have a lot of confidence. You know, I think I really struggled whenever I would play sports in front of people, but I would do really well. Like, you know, at playing street ball, you know? So like, I was never that guy, you know, I went to college, I was like skinny fat. And it got to the point where a lot of my friends were just way stronger than me. And I went to A&M and I stuck out like a sore thumb <laughs> at A&M. You could probably tell um, that it was just a different vibe there. And I just said, you know what? Let me really dedicate myself just being in the gym. And, you know, at that point, I'm like 18, 19 years old. And that's when the transformation started happening. So as that evolved, you know, I just started falling in love with the process, mm -hmm. you know, you, and you really start to use fitness as a vessel to become mentally stronger and more disciplined in my mind in every pocket of life, like financially, physically. Because, you know, suddenly when you start to succeed in one area, that transfers. Yes. And I think so that's, that's really how my fitness journey 
really started to be quite honest because if I played high school basketball and I was the guy to distract everybody to like make people laugh so everybody while everybody was like working out preparing I would just be kind of the clown who just jokes around you know because I didn't want to be humiliated and get up under the bar and not be able to do anything right right and it's funny because now people look to me as mentally tough yeah you know or someone who really knows how to handle adversity but I was the opposite coming up wow I didn't know that Mm -hmm. so you had your own transformation I always I'm always um curious about that because for me I started you know in my early 20s and I was the same I was kind of like skinny fat I didn't really know anything about lifting weights or how to transform your body or anything about food. I thought like salads from like Cheesecake Factory were like healthy, which they're not. Um, So yeah, I had the same type of, I guess, story in the transformation department. Did you, did you, I mean, obviously you didn't know what to do. So what did you, what sources did you look for to like really start your journey? Man, it's funny. I, I was obsessed with muscle and fitness magazines. Oh, really? I really think I learned so much (laughs) from reading every magazine under the sun when I first started getting into fitness because I actually majored in psychology. Wow. Because I feel, to me personally, I feel like every great coach honestly has to be part physical therapist, part psychologist, part nutritionist, part strength and conditioning. So for me... When you can master behavior and mindset, suddenly you can control everything that you want to do. Right, right. So, So, you know, I started with magazines. And of course, like most people, I started getting certifications in different areas. And from there, it just started. I started stacking knowledge in different places of fitness because fitness is, you know, ever evolving. Yeah. So, yeah, it was literally it was magazines. Wow. Magazines. Like bodybuilding it's magazines. before internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When people yeah, actually magazines. read magazines and they weren't just decorative stuff on people's coffee tables. So, That's yeah. That's funny. So going into college, did you have a direction on what you wanted to do? Was it what you're doing now? Man, that's such an awesome question. Like my parents, you know, are immigrants. Like my dad. It's funny. If anybody who listens, and I'm sure you have so many millions of people who follow you, like most Filipinos, the women are nurses and it's a joke, (laughs) right? Like if you go to the hospital page, chances are a Filipino is going to take care of you. (laughs) Thousand percent. I think Lambert was supposed to be a nurse. (laughs) And if you go outside, there's a very good chance a Filipino will deliver your mail. Wow. So my dad was a mailman and my mom was a nurse. (laughs) So naturally, you know, their dreams to make it to the States and they wanted me to stay within that corporate structure. That is so funny. And I was so not about that. (laughs) Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I know I wanted to be in like a leadership position. Yeah. And I ended up falling in love with fitness and mentality and honestly, the science of being successful. Like when people can really learn how to be successful and control their own mind. Like it doesn't really matter what industry you get in, mm-hmm. you're going to win. Yeah. So, so I, ha- I really didn't know. How, how did that even like get instilled in you at like a younger age? Cause I feel like that is like being mentally strong. And I mean, that's something that especially being younger, mm-hmm. you know, we all struggle with. I know that I didn't even like get my like, he- 
get in a better headspace until I was like mid twenties. Yeah. I was just very lost. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? Like I got to get my crap together. Like being mentally strong was something that I had to like really discipline myself into obtaining, you know, it wasn't something that like, you know what I mean? Like I had to like really like get my crap together, but how, how, how was that something that was like, you know, instilled in your life. Cause I feel like that's yeah. something that you were like, okay, I, 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 this is something that I need to like move forward with at, at such a young age, man. Like to me, you said you learned it in your twenties. Like for me to like really be honest with myself and learn, like, I felt like I was in 30, I was 30 years old Oh yeah. when like that big click happened Yeah. because you know, everybody has different definitions of success, you know? And for me, I always knew I had something more in me, but I was somehow suppressing it Mm -hmm. or dismissing it because whether it's what people said, you know, me comparing myself to other people. So even now, like at 40 years old, like there's still so much that I want to achieve. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I got that Asian blood, though. You, you act surprised. I like, thought you, you were mine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll take it. I'll take that. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there's certain milestones in people's life where they already know, like, where they kind of expected themselves to be. And in that later 20s or 30 years old, like, I kind of said to myself, man, like, Enough is enough. Yeah. If I want to get to a particular place in my life, that's why I always say enough is like the most transformative word in the English language, because you can either, you either have enough or you've had enough. Oh, I love that. And people don't really know when they hit that particular Mm -hmm. moment. Like even ambitious people like you, right? Like you're always like, okay, I did this. Next level is here. Next level is here. But there is a balance between you being ambitious and saying, man, I have a beautiful baby girl. You know, I got a man who loves me and supports me. I'm doing what I love. Like, I have enough and I could build from there. And then you got other people who have not had enough. Like, they're just not happy with their lives. And I tell people that I'm training all the time, like, you're not desperate enough. Like, you haven't had it. Your back is not against the wall enough for you to actually make a change. So, 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 so true. So, yeah. So when that happens, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. And for me, when I was 30, I was like, okay, I need to, in my mind, I was like, man, I want to settle down with somebody, build a family and start thinking about that. And I want to do something that I want to design my life the way I really want. And, you know, I'm still doing it. Yeah. At 40 years old. Yeah. And you can still do it always. I feel yeah. like no matter what, um, even if you feel like you have enough, you can always strive for, you know, not more so, but like, I'm, you know, always yeah. something not better, but yeah, more, you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree. I totally, I that's mean, why it's, we have goals. That's why we have dreams. No doubt. And that never stops. No you doubt. Know? You never want to get content, but it's like everything I say this all the time, like when you want to, when you made it right, like there was a time in your life where there was zero balance. Mm -hmm. Like it it was like a healthy obsession. Right. Right. You know, but everybody probably around you is like, man, Paige is crazy. She's working crazy hours. She's going from one thing to the other and there's no balance in her life. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, like you knew where you wanted to go. I think there's a certain point where you do have to breathe 
yeah. a little bit and yeah. say, you know what? Like I can't constantly just keep chasing this carrot. Yeah. I need to appreciate what I have right now, you know, cause that can really lead to like a void in your life yeah. when you're just like, man, I got it. What's next? What's next? What's next? So, so I, I'm with you on that though. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And I love what you said about like, you felt like there was, there, you always were like meant for something more mm-hmm. because I had that feeling too. And I'm, and I just wanted to tell our listeners, like, if you feel like that, like that feeling is there for a reason you are meant for more, Yeah, you know, um, that feeling is not there for fun. You know, it's to really light that fire inside you and to like figure out what that, what that more is, man. I remember you told me that like we, when we first got cool, you were telling me, cause I asked you that same question and you were like, man, I always knew that there was like something else for me to achieve. Like I had something deeper and something greater inside of me. And you know, that's a calling. Like you got to listen to it. And most people just ignore it. You know, they ignore that ring. Right. And I also wanted to touch on, um, balance because I feel that, you know, we are, we do live a life that, you know, it is great for us to have goals and dreams and for us to like work towards something every day. Um, but balance, I mean, and, you know, we, we might not have it all figured out and that's okay, but balance is something that, I mean, I even struggle with balance, um, nowadays. So, um, if you don't have it all figured out, like it, it's okay to not have it all figured out. And, um, how do you balance everything? Cause I know that you have a business and you do what you do and you have a family and like, how, how do you balance everything? Well, obviously I think routine is everything. You know, routine is everything like you have to organize your life in such a way that, you know, I'll put it like this. Everybody should have a vision for what their life should look like in five, 10 years, whatever that timeline is. And you have to kind of design your days that are going to obviously lead up to that. Right. So the whole balance, I mean, I mean, I'm a father, you know, I'm a husband, you know, there's no. Uh, there's no way I need to put that on the back burner. There's going to be times, of course, where it's like I got to make this part of my career right. focus. And and of course, your own mental health. Like for me, I have to, I spend at least probably three hours or more every day just on me. So I know I can maintain my level of performance and just be present. Right. Like right, I need right. to be. So yeah. it's not it's not negotiable. Yeah, I love that. I feel like. That's something that I've more so recently having a family and Presley and Jason that I've realized that I've needed, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I used to, I mean, Lambert's worked with me for a while now and I used to just like go, go, go work, work, work. I never really had like that balance or that like me time. And I've realized kind of taking a step back and realizing, okay, I need to like reevaluate, um, what are like, you know, like small goals that I can get to achieve like this ultimate goal over here. And one of them was like taking more time for myself. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, everyone can do is kind of like, what is your main goal? And do you do that? Do you do like small goal setting to like obtain your like main goal? And that's what I had to do. I had to like say like, er, breaks, stop a second, um, rewind. Let's start at a, and yeah. work our way to Z. That's right. Like we talked about it before we even got on here. Like you have to write it down. Yeah. 
you know, just the art of reverse engineering everything. Like, what do you want your day or your life to look like? Okay, now let's work backwards. How can we make that happen? Yeah. And I do that all the time, all the time. Like, it's a must. So, yes, the goal setting, all that, creating systems. It's just like building a business. Like, if you want to make X amount of money for your business, you have to create systems of operation that are going to influence and produce that. Same thing with life. Mm -hmm. You know, so five to ten years you want to be able to live like X and have the financial freedom to do what you want. So you could be with Presley for a week or two and not have to think about anything. Okay. Right. What's, what's the game plan and the system that's going to produce that? It's funny because a lot of people want to be successful in different areas of their life, whether it be with a job, um, with their family life, with their fitness goals, whatever it is. And it's funny because a lot of the systems that you're talking about are kind of the same. It's like the same method, yes. just a little bit different for each goal, 100%. you know, but it's the same method. So if you're, if you have the method to be successful in a certain area of your life, you basically just use that same method a little differently, but same for the different areas no of question. your life, you know? Yeah. No question. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking a lot about like succeeding Um, But I want to talk about failure because I feel like that is a word that so many people are so afraid of and they don't even like try things because they just don't want to fail. And then if they do fail, they get so inside of their own head that they beat themselves up, they belittle themselves and they don't try again. Um, And obviously, as you know, as I know, failure is something that it's going to happen. Yeah. I've failed. You've, I'm sure, failed. Oh, yes. yes. So how do you handle failure? Man, that's such an awesome topic. And like, you're right. People get in their heads all the time. I look at failure as feedback. I love that. You know, at the end of the day, failure is feedback. You have to throw things at the wall, you know, and of course, and obviously you're going to take some L's. You're going to have some failures in your life. And everybody talks about certain lessons they've learned. You have to literally look at it. It's like this constant thing that's giving you data on what to do and what not to do. Um, In fitness, you know, you you obviously talk about diet and you talk about training, right? Like if you didn't hit your goal, you know, people don't sit back and really think and reflect on, okay, what's working? What's not working? What should I keep doing? And what should I stop doing? Right, right. And so for failure, I've, man, by the large community, you could say I've failed in business many times over. I mean, some people would obviously view it as a success because I've, I've sold a business before I've built teams and I've partnered with other huge companies and things like that. But there's definitely certain moments during that journey where I failed, like I lost partners during that, you know, and I've lost I've had to let go of people that I really like cared about because of like where we were at and what was happening within the company. Um, during that time, it hurt, it hurt my marriage, you know, cause I, I literally started a business when I had first gotten married and had a kid, Wow, you know, so there's all these little like mini failures that you just get feedback from I on love how that. to adjust. Failure is feedback. Yeah. That is such a good like way to look at it. Because it's true. Yes. I feel like, I mean, even like 
failures, hardship, anything that's like kind of like a struggle in your life. It could, you could use that as feedback. Yeah. I think there's a certain, I always say there's certain words in the English language that if you redefine them in a certain way, it'll completely, you know, completely design your life. Like obviously failure being one of them, how people define failure is going to kind of change where their life's going to go, how people define work ethic and like working smart, because like, let's be real, like your definition of work ethic is probably different than 95% of people in this world. And I'm not trying to shoot any shots, but it's like, man, I worked 30 hours this week. (laughs) My God, like, (laughs) what am I doing in my life? (laughs) And then you got some people who've made it. They're like, man, I, I work till it's done. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like that's, that's so true. they don't even focus on what the time is. So, that okay, is so you define work ethic like this and this person. So look what, where that person's at and look where this person's yeah. at. Same thing with failure, success, loyalty. There's some people who define loyalty like this. There's some people who define loyalty like this. Those people, depending on yeah. how you look at it, <laughs> you know who you want to ride with. <laughs> <laughs> very true so but I, I like that yeah you're right um work ethic feel like, like all like you're so right so one thing i want to get into is you know i love training with you because i we always like do something that's kind of like outside of my comfort zone something that i've never done before um i always learn something from you like i'm like oh this is a move i've never done or thought of so what is like your style of training man so i believe i definitely have a hybrid style of training hybrid yeah you I know would say I, so. I think that to be world class at anything you know there's there's such a thing as what i call like the 80 percent rule so in business like in fitness for example i try to be 80 percent proficient in all these different styles of training so If you look at a really great businessman, like they're going to be 80% good at marketing. They may not be the best, but they know 80%. They know enough to be really dangerous in that area. They might know cash flow like this. They'll know strategy like this. So for you being a fitness and wellness expert, all right, you know about 80% up in nutrition. Like, would you write the book on nutrition? Maybe not, but you know a whole lot. Right. kettlebells I know this boxing I know this calisthenics I know this powerlifting I know this so I I'm I'm one of those coaches who really tries to learn quite a bit in every field so I can feel dangerous and show people that much because your own everybody should have a coach and you only grow as much as your coach grows so if I know I'm having the opportunity to coach page and train with page I got to be able to give page something that's new right right so I have to take the obligation to say okay page is so great at this and she wants to try this and wants to learn boxing and maybe this that and the other okay let me let me try to introduce some of that stuff to her so my training style is a hybrid of like boxing kettlebells uh, obviously a lot of like a- athletic influenced yeah. type of, tra- I love the way athletes train with yeah. that type of discipline and attention to detail. So I, I coach people in that same regard, whether they're really 
an athlete or not. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the one thing I love about your style of training too, is I feel like you've really also shown me that you don't really need like a whole, whole lot to like really put your body to the test. Mm-hmm. Like when we are in there, we're using like a kettlebell or like, it's more like animal style. Like yeah. it's so intense. And I'm like, wow, we like my core is on fire and I used a kettlebell. Like yeah. it's pretty, pretty cool. Another thing I want to touch on though, is you saying that like about a coach, because I feel that like people think that like you only have a coach if you really don't know what you're doing. But even if like you're a, an elite athlete or you do know what you're doing, like having a coach is beneficial. There's no doubt. I mean, I think, you know, I'm big into research. Yeah. And if you study people who are successful in every field, they've all either had a coach or a mentor. Right. Like you, you honestly need it if you want to get to that next level, because we talked about how failure is feedback. Well, you're going to avoid a lot of pain and failure if you actually got somebody to really guide you. Yes. So, so I think true. it's, yeah, that's, that's really non-negotiable. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've done like interviews with people that are, I mean, multimillionaires and they have coaches. Yeah. So it doesn't even stop there. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're like, you look at people and you're like, whoa, they're like so successful. Like even they have a coach or a mentor yeah. or you know, someone on their team, on their side, like kind of helping them, guide them, giving them advice, um, teaching them something that they might not know because you're only one person. No doubt. Your brain only thinks like, you know what I mean? Like you can only, like you can only research so much, obtain so much, like, you know what I mean? No doubt. Having a coach is like so beneficial. Man, you know, the, the whole line, different levels breed different devils. You know, you get to a different level in your life, there's going to be different obstacles that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody on your right side saying, hey, turn this way a little bit. So, yeah, fitness, business, relationships and beyond. Like, yeah. I think I think people honestly should consider having a coach in all those main categories. You need a health coach. You need a spiritual coach. You need a financial coach. You need a business coach. Like if you have at least people in your life, they don't have to necessarily be coaches per coach, se, but right, you right. but you can lean on them. Like yeah. I could call you. Like, hey, Paige, I want to build my brand like this. Like, what do you think? Right, right. You know, yeah, so, of yeah, course. You need, you need those people in your life. Okay, going back to training, because I know that you, I mean, you train so many people, but how do you find time to train yourself, and what does that look like? Oh, like, man. Do you have, like, a, a Monday through Saturday, like, split? Or, like, do yeah. you, like, what does your training look like? Because I was wondering, like, when do you train? Man, <laughs> so... Yes, I do. I mean, obviously, I change it depending on kind of what season I am in my life, like what really is like fascinating me. But I usually do a full body split. Oh, yeah. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's kind of like my style. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is a lot of like sprint work, shadow boxing, like more combat influence stuff. And then Sundays is like my create day. I think every fitness person should have a day where they just kind of create and kind of explore their body on what they can do. I love that. So I spend a day like creating different exercises and just seeing like what I think works. That's cool. But that's kind of like my style. I do the push pull, the traditional maybe four days, like two push pull upper, two push pull lower. But I'll mix it up. Like right now, the way I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's full body, all the opposite days, boxing, sprint work. I love training outside. 
That do you do you like write a program for yourself or how do you do that? You just get into the gym and you're like, hmm, what am I gonna do today? I kinda like obviously since me and you've been doing it for so long, of course there's the handful of exercises that I never not do. Like right, I do right. like dips, pull-ups, you know, obviously kettlebell swings, sprints, but like that I will always be in my program. Okay. But there's so many different ways to do a deadlift. Yeah. I always kind of like mix, mix it, it up. up. So I do write, I don't really write a program unless I'm like, all right, I want to be able to do this. So I got to design a program to do it. Yeah. I mean, you write, I mean, you design programs for people all day. So you, it's probably just instilled in your yeah, brain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So moving into diet, like, do you follow a diet? Do you count macro? Like, what do you do for that? Cause you're in good shape, man. Like, what do you do? So I'm like, I come, yes, I do count my macros. Of course, there's moments where like, if you want to get to 8% body fat or below, right. you got to. Yes. And I tell everybody that I coach who's trying to reach a goal, you need to count your macros till you get to that space. Right. Until you don't, until, until you're not, until you're there, you haven't earned the right to not count. Right. <laughs> really like I that. like that. That's, I like that. That's my thought process. I come now... I feel like people do well when they establish like three to five rules mm. that they can kind of apply. So like, for example, like for me, not, I don't do it right now, but like intermittent fasting five days a week. Oh yeah. So like, that's like, it's a loose rule, right? Okay. I'm going to just eat between 11 and seven. Right. Right. If that's like the way your work schedule is, it's crazy. Like that makes sense to me. Um, eating fish three, four times a week. So again, like if it's, it's mahi, halibut, sea bass, salmon, or whatnot, like three, four times a week, I might eat fish. I might eat salad like seven or eight times a week. So if you're eating three, four times a day, you know, and you're eating between 28 meals a week, eight or nine of them are just going to be a salad. Yeah. So I, I kind I give, you know, when you get to that space, yeah, it's so easy because I'll, I'll tell you this, the most successful people you know, they have kind of a, like a boring life. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's certain things that are just all about utility. And then there's the stuff that they enjoy. So for example, my breakfast is pretty much the same every day. Right. And my lunch is pretty much the same. When I go out to eat with my wife or with you and we all go hang out, of course, like I, I know when I'm going to do that. Right. So yeah, 85% utility, 15%, whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Like three rules. Yeah. Thing. Just give yourself. I'm going to do that. Dude. Yeah. Just like, for example, like some, I love that. Idea. Some people now, first off, since everybody here is a, a fitness enthusiast, everything comes down to caloric deficit, right? right like right. if you want to lose weight or lose body Certainly. fat, you start there. Yeah. Okay. And there's always the battle of carb, no carb, high fat, low fat, right. et cetera. Right. Well, a simple rule could be, Hey, you're not eating, eating any starchy carbs after 5 p.m. So if your, your carbs got to be fibrous after 5 p.m., that's it. It's hard rule. <laughs> like that. So that's it. So, I love that. So instead of you get, if you're at a point where it's that's just like. Su such a good idea. It's like, oh, I stay between 8 to 15% body fat. You know, I'm in that space where I just, I don't have to be all like that anymore. I don't compete anymore. I just go by those rules. I love that idea. So that, that rule has, these rules have helped me. That's maintain. Cool. 
Okay, I have to ask you a question because I ask this one sometimes to people. I, is do you think talent is born, okay, or earned? My God. Well, number one, you gonna you? I don't know if you'll like my answer, but I believe <laughs> I'm not gonna give you this. You know, I'm philosophical. I'm not gonna give you the same <laughs> one or the other. It's both. Oh. You know, because put it like I've this, never had someone say both. It's both. Well, I'll tell you why. Right, like you you know a handful of people in your life that were naturally talented. Yes. Like at the end of the day, they had a gift, right? Mm -hmm. And it was their obligation to nurture that gift, you know, because greatness is earned. Like you, you were blessed with a charisma and ability to connect with people. That's a natural talent. People, you wake up and they're like, man, this person can walk into a party, not know anybody and leave. And they know everyone. And like, that is, and they don't practice that. That's true. <laughs> they're just, that is a good they're point. just naturally talented Certain at that. skills, yep, yeah. But to be world-class at it and to be different and just to be a rare breed in that space, that's, that's earned. Hard. So I think, yes, it's. I mean, I come from you have to earn everything. I have a baby girl and a son. And obviously, like, that's one of the things that I always pound into their mind. You have to earn everything nobody is going to give you you're not entitled to honestly kindness you're not entitled to money or opportunity like you will have to earn it and people are going to try to silence you this whole world will try to silence you so but it is both like I'm not going to act like I'm naturally talented at at fitness and you know communicating with people like I feel comfortable like just walking in and just talking I, I could do that since I was a little kid, but to get really great at it, that's, I, I had to. Good point. I had to practice it. I like that. You're right. A lot of people are born with a certain skill or talent, but yeah, they choose whether they're going to nourish it and maximize so it. Because think about, man, not to shoot any shots. How many people are like, man, that dude was so good at basketball. Like yeah. at, at 13 or 14, he was owning everybody. Twenty twenty one. This dude's just another. Right. He's just another, another cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, so, so, so true. He was talented, though. <laughs> he was. <laughs> okay, so moving on into, like, your career. Because, like, you had and have this passion. And now you've made it into a career. Right. So can you tell us a little bit more about, like, what you do now? So... I mean, it's such an ambiguous term, but I'm a performance coach. So what I mean is like I train people, obviously, with fitness. And I don't like use the term life coach. But, you know, I definitely since I have a background in business, you know, I have a background in psychology. Like I used to actually work with, you know, a homeless shelter, like helping kids who are dealing with like abuse. And obviously the family is connected to that. And, you know, people dealing with self-sabotage and addiction and things like that. So I created this online coaching, uh, obviously, platform called Rare Breed, Rare Breed Academy. And the way I coach people is, of course, kind of just the three pillars at the end of the day of mind, body and soul, which really comes down to mindset, fitness and habit. You know, so. Every week I coach people, there's a mental exercise that I want them to do. Obviously, there's a different training style I introduce them to. And I'm, I'm a deep man of faith, you know, whether you, it's meditation for you or something like that, like some of the stuff that you've been doing. 
I give people like daily meditations, like questions that they really need to, you know, interrogate themselves on kind of where they're at. So I've been doing the online coaching thing for a good, for a long time, but really pushing rare breed, honestly, this past year during COVID, you know, and obviously every, the whole world's changed. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have came at a better time, especially I feel like when people are really just like in their own head exactly. about things, being at home and not having that outlet. Absolutely. So yeah, I've been doing that, but you know, I've been in healthcare and wellness for like well over a decade, you know, so owning a, a wellness clinic where there was physical therapists, chiropractors, nutritionists, trainers, all working together, MDs. So yeah, I've seen a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting because, you know, when we train together, we train together and then there's always like a portion of like mindset, mm -hmm. like kind of like leaving the day with this notion or like you said, question or, yeah. um, and I, I think that a lot of people um, might be missing that out of like their routine. They think that it's, it's all about like diet and training. But um, like you said earlier that, you know, yes, diet and training is like a step. Um, but really it's about like transforming like your mind. And if you can, and if you can really like dig deeper mm -hmm. um, and really like, like you said, mind, body and soul, like really like, you know, dig deeper and like get your mindset right. Yeah. I think your training and your diet becomes, or your diet becomes easier and it kind of like has like a domino effect on your whole life. No, you're absolutely right. Like your mindset is a weapon, you know, and at the end of the day, if when you know how to use it, right. suddenly you're just dangerous in, in every area. In everything. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I talk about this. You look at like Tom Brady, for instance, right? We know how great Tom Brady is. Comparing his physical ability to all these other quarterbacks, you know, he's in a way just he's great, but he's not like, oh, my God, this guy who's just naturally gifted. It's his mind that separates him from everybody else. Right, but right. yet people don't really invest into that side of it. And you already know, like anxiety, depression, mental health, everything that comes with it as an all time high. And it's so funny to me how people are not really investing into that side of fitness and wellness. And when I'm talking about, man, if it's, it's reflecting, you know, I try to teach a little bit about business, things like you said, everything connects, everything connects. Like the stuff that has made you so successful in fitness, you know, it's translating in business. And right. there are certain things that you do there. And really kind of understanding that mm -hmm. is, is really the biggest game changer and, and everybody's life. So I try to give every time I coach people, you know, this, I train you for like 50 minutes and the last 10 to 15 minutes it's dedicated to mental training Yeah, where I really kind of, whether it's philosophy, entrepreneurship, psychology, I'm going to give you something. Mm -hmm. Lamb knows that too. So you talk a lot about discipline, habits, rituals, yeah. systems. So I kind of wanted to dive into those four things. Cool. Cool. Um, because obviously let's start, let's start with discipline because yeah. we know, we know that discipline is like a huge factor in being successful in anything in life, whether that be your marriage, your, uh, absolutely career fitness goals. So what advice or tips would you give about being disciplined? Well, number one, like Discipline equals freedom. Like the more disciplined that you are, the more free you're going to be financially, 
emotionally. So I feel like discipline is the root of all good in your life. So if you like actually, if you had a, if you took a bird's eye view of your life and looked at where you are like really good, it's because you're really disciplined in that area. And a lot of people don't like look at that. If there was a tip, it all comes down to me to like designing your environment. Like you have to put visual cues that make you really control your behavior. Mm. So like, for example, if people want to lose weight, you know, like, okay, when you walk into your kitchen and you have cookies on your counter and you have, you go into your pantry and at eye level is a bunch of like trash, (laughs) you're going to eat it. Yeah. Like, that's such a good point. That's it. So if you don't design your environment to make you kind of behave the way that you need to behave, you know, that that's it's not that people are necessarily really self-disciplined or it's not about willpower. They just structure themselves yeah. in a way. That is such a good point. If I think about what I did, like the discipline I had to get where I am today and what I did, like, you know, setting my goal, you know, I had photos all over my house of like things I wanted to obtain quotes that I wanted to like read to myself every day. I had it on my bathroom mirror, my refrigerator. Yeah, you're right. Like it's like cleaning out your pantry. It's designing your, yeah. Designing your life to be more disciplined and to achieve whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. Like for example, you're already a creative, right? Like the minute you walk into this room and the fact that it's set up as a studio it forces you to be creative. Like you suddenly are in this space where it's like, okay, well, maybe I should write down topics I need to do. So yeah, discipline is not necessarily about willpower. It's like literally structuring your entire house in a way to say, okay, I want to be this fit or I want to be wealthy in this pocket. So let me go ahead and design this room accordingly. Start there. That's that's such a good piece of advice. So put your running shoes next to, you know, the door. If you're like, hey, I'm gonna go for a walk every morning. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk about rituals and habit. Okay. so what are some of yours? Man, so I'm much like everybody will speak to this. You know, I feel like your morning ritual before 8 a.m. and your evening ritual after 8 p.m. Those are the bookends that really influence everything in between. So I have this, you know, in my mind, I feel like the first two or three hours of your day are designed for you to create who you want to become and the life that you want to live. And then the last basically hour of your day is spent on what you created, the life you created and what you need to do to adjust. I love that. So if you kind of go into every morning, you know, because research will tell you you're most energetic and locked in the first four or five hours of you waking up. And then what happens? You walk out into this world and everything's trying to distract you. You know, like, hey, you're a parent, you know, baby girl's sick, baby girl's crying. Oh, I was supposed to go to this appointment. This happened. You open yourself up to the chaos. Usually, if you controlled your life in such a way from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. or whatever you feel comfortable with, that really is spent on you building your career, building the body that you want, you know, building your mind so you can handle the adversity that life's going to hit you with. And then the thing that a lot of people don't do is they're always on their phone till they go to sleep, you know, or 
they're just caught up into work. They might be working late into the night. They don't spend like at least 15 to 20 minutes reflecting on what they did for the day and what they need to do the next day to adjust. So if you can just focus on having a ritual before 8 a.m. and a ritual after 8 p.m., you'll be good. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like I halfway do that. But now that I hear you saying that, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to put this into practice. I like so, that. So to be specific, I know you had asked me, like, I study for an hour every morning. Like, I'll read something, whether it be about business, fitness, philosophy, et cetera. So, like, that's one thing in my ritual that I never um, I never negotiate with. I'll learn for, like, 45 minutes to an hour. I'll train for, like, 45 minutes. And, you know, I'm a man of faith. So, like, you know, praying, you know, obviously me, I have a conversation with God. Just find a good uh, mental and spiritual peace. And that's, like, two hours so there's no doubt I'm doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, of course, at night. That's such a good way to end and start your day. Yeah, at night, of course. And, of course, you'll, I'll look at my priorities. Like, all right, okay, I got the podcast with Paige. This is what I need to do. Yeah. You got to look at it. Smart. Like, what's the main thing? Ask yourself, what's the one thing you can do today to make you feel accomplished? Yeah. Just do that. Just right. that. What is that one thing? Because right. a lot of people... F- they don't know their priorities. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so true. That's I. That's basically what I kind of do too, minus the work. <laughs> Sometimes I do work out. I, I work up three days this week and worked out at like 7 a.m. So Love it. that's good. I saw, I saw <laughs> setting the a goal. <laughs> that was a goal of mine. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start working out earlier. But yeah, I do that same thing. Like I read, I kind of get, I kind of go through like a, like an achievement checklist, like what did I do today? Because it feels it. good to like, for me anyways, I kind of like make a to-do list or a checklist, you know, of like things to accomplish that day or whatever. And for me, it feels good to like check it off. Oh, yes. And it, it makes me feel like accomplished. Like, oh, wow, see, I really did get a lot done today. Absolutely. You know? Like that whole checklist manifesto, like you got to do it. Yeah. So I'm, man, that's, there's no question. And then of course at night, you know, I journal. A lot. So, of course, I have to kind of like, all right, what did I really get done today? What what went right? What were the influencing factors that made that got me derailed? Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes you think, man, am I getting burnt out? Like, am I not in the right mental space? I need to be. Should I really be doing it this way? Like just spending a little bit of time doing that and then setting up your next day. And like you said, it's a little bit of time. Like you don't have to spend like. Yeah, it's it's a. It's like two hours of a calculation of like a lot of things exactly. that made up that two hours, you know, exactly. but you get so much done yeah. in that two hours. So you also talk about systems. Yeah. So can you speak a little bit about that? Like, what does that mean? So, I mean, so I want to say this is heavy, but it's like, ever we're all, our life and us, we're all a product of our systems. And basically your systems are your habits, your rituals, your thought patterns, your emotional responses, because it's the truth. After around 30 years old, you really are like a computer system. You've lived a specific way for so long until you throw a wrench in there, you're going to be the same way. Right. And it's really hard for people who are after 30, 35, 40 to honestly change their ways. Like it's just the truth. So when I talk about systems, I always tell this to my, to my clients you have an unconscious, people are either unconscious of their systems or they're conscious of their systems. So if you're overweight or if you're a diabetic, you've committed to a system right. on how to build that particular physique that you don't really know. So 
All that being aside, if you're successful, there was a system of habits, rituals, responses that work for you. So long story short, learning, reflecting, training, fasting. When I say fasting, I'm talking about like fasting from social media or anything that is not adding value to my life. Not necessarily fasting from food, but knowing when, man, this is starting to take control of my life. I need to fast from it. You know, it's starting to get unhealthy, like the way I'm the way I'm looking at it. Right. And creating. So those kind of five things you have creating, learning, training. What did I say? Fasting and reflecting. So I feel like you should do those things every day, a form of those things every and obviously connecting, like connecting with your relationship. Right. So that's kind of like my system. I have a system of of behaviors that fall under those sections. And that's kind of how I coach people. So if your system of learning is listening to an audible book or pages podcast, you know, that's what you need to do every day. If your if your system of training is just walking for 15, 20 minutes, nothing's wrong with that. If your system of reflecting is just asking yourself this one question, like, did I do what I said I was going to do today? Like that creates this system, system. <laughs> that, like that. that suddenly is going to produce something yeah, yeah. that really works. So like I told you about my diet and I just made it simple. I intermittent fast five times a week. I cheat probably every, every four days I'll really cheat on my diet, you know, and I won't eat too many starchy carbs after five o'clock. That's my system. That's my nutrition and my diet system, period. How do you train? Okay, my system is I shadow box and sprint every other day and I do push pull work in a circuit. <laughs> that's that's the method. That's the system. That's so the that's method what, to your math. That's madness. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I wanted to kind of go over your nine things that you were talking about to me. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The I, nine things. Yeah. So well, I definitely didn't make it up. I mean, I can't remember all of them off the top, but I think anybody would really identify with this. Um, Dr. Amen, obviously, is this brilliant physician. He came up with the nine ants, and those ants stand for automatic negative thoughts. So at the end of the day, all human beings battle with self-sabotage and having these negative thought patterns. So I'll name a couple that are obvious, right? Number one is all or nothing. And that's probably the one that really gets to me because I think you being so successful, you, you start to think if I don't do this, it was a failure. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't get to this level of body fat by this date or win this competition, I failed, you know, that's a bad way to think, you know, if I don't make this amount of money with my business, I failed. And people who there's good and bad to that thought process right, right. because you can be very ambitious, but you know, it can control you to where you right. just start beating yourself down. So true. Um, obviously blame, right? Like you either, you are just a victim, you know, you constantly just deflect all the bad things in your life as opposed to taking full ownership, mm-hmm. right? You have overthinking. And we talked about that. You know, you can, you know, analysis paralysis, like you overthink something so much that you end up not doing anything or it completely paralyzes you. Um, One of them is guilt beating, 
right? Like we've all made mistakes. We've all been people that we didn't want to be at some point, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in business, and you carry that guilt and that shame and you do it over and over and over and you start to think just less of yourself over time. So being aware when you're having those negative thoughts right. and being able to like basically change that playlist is like so important because a lot of people, they're, they're honestly unaware of what's destroying their lives. Like this is, I'll make this quick. There's, I believe that there's three people in this world, like three types of people in this world, right? There's there, the one person is completely mindlessly walking through life. They're sleepwalking. Like they don't know what's wrong with them. Like they don't know the people that they're hurting. They don't know what they're like addicted to and not addicted to. They're just kind of living freely, right? That might be, I'm just using, maybe that's like 10% of the world. Then you have probably like 80 to 85% of people, the second type of person who knows what's wrong with them and does nothing about it. Like how many times have you talked to somebody and they're like, man, I know I got that problem, but I mean, it is what it is. That's just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the other 5% of people who know that they have weaknesses and actually actively try to adapt or improve in that particular pocket. Like they accept, man, I am pretty weak here. I either need to do this or I just need to improve it. At the end of the day, those are three types of people that you're going to see. And the truth is we all hover within those three types. There are times where I've hurt my marriage and my relationship and I didn't know it. You know, it took a lot of like face to face, brutal honesty with my wife and me to understand like, man, I really am. I think I'm doing right by working like this and doing like this. But man, I'm really hurting something that's incredibly, this is everything to my life. Right, right. So you kind of go through those three types of people in different phases of your life. And if you're conscious of that, you're going to end up winning. Like you're going to be able to make those adjustments where you need to. And it kind of goes back to the automatic negative thoughts. Like, man, I am overthinking this situation. Yeah, Yeah, I had that the other day. Like I have the all or nothing, I guess, thing. Yeah. Thought, negative thought. And the other day I have it to where like my to-do list every day is like giant. Like I, I, bet. I can't get it all done, but I try to get it all done, but I beat myself up if I don't. Yeah. And the other day I actually went into my, I remember this cause I was like, I like had an epiphany, like, whoa, like I beat myself up every day, but I went into my room and I was like, wow, I accomplished a lot today. I literally said that to myself in my head. And then I like the other voice in my head was like, you just said that to yourself in your head because you never, yeah. you never praise yourself for the things that you do on the daily basis, you know, because we, it's, we always, it's kind of like social media, you know, like, uh, you can get, have a hundred comments and 99 of them are like amazing comments, but there's that one comment yes. that like sticks out to you and it's negative and you disregard the 99 positive things in your life. Or exactly. Those comments. But that one thing you just, zone in on that and, and hone in on that. You're so on thing. the money. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I think the all or nothing mentality has helped you. I mean, you wouldn't be a disruptor in this industry if you didn't say, man, I got to make it like it's non-negotiable. But at the same time, like you said, you have to be very careful, careful yeah. that you're not like beating yourself up over things that like, come on, like yeah. you're good. Yeah. 
So to wrap today's episode up, I wanted to leave on the note of you giving advice to people. So I, I wanted to kind of just say like, you know, a lot of people just think that it's too late for them or they self sabotage them so much that they feel like they're basically like doomed. Like there's just nothing that they can do in life to like get better or to do better. And so what is a piece of advice to those people that feel like they want to get better, but they don't even know like how to start or how to like go in the direction of improving their life? Man, I would say, well, number one, if anybody take this, however, everything is fixable. Like no matter what it is, that is so true. Everything is fixable. It may take time, you know, so no matter where you're at in your life, I would honestly lead with that to make it practical. And I know we've, we've talked about this before is to really change one habit a month and doesn't have to be big. And just to give you the perspective of it, I tell all my, all my clients, right. Depending on where they're at in their journey, if you can change one to two habits per month and achieve three to four goals per year, you know, over the next two years, you're going to change 24 to 48 habits and you're going to achieve four to eight major things. If you commit, do you think you're going to be the same person? Do you think you're going to be in the same stage of your life if you actually do that? And of course they're like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a beast. (laughs) Like that's it. If I literally hit my marks, but you know, if you just start with that and start super small, you know, it just, you know, everybody thinks like, for example, people starting with social media and I'm telling you this as a compliment, you know, you're a bar, right? Like when I started and at this, you know, of course I influence a lot of people here. You start posting on social, you see someone of your magnitude, it silences you like, man, you know what? This place too saturated. I'm they never are going to, yeah. yeah, they already got the game changers in right. there. So just say, Hey, I'm going to post one thing a week, period. It doesn't even have to be anything related to X, Y, Z. Start there. Then you build. Then you build. Then you build. Before you know it, you'll just be a monster. Yeah, that's you know? so true. So, yeah, one, one habit a month. And I'll, tell, I'll give you my advice for you since I have to do it too. Write two or three wins at the end of your day. If you said you love writing things down. Yeah. And you, you have to attack all these things, obviously being in your position. What will help is you write two or three things that went right for the day. On Sunday, when you reflect on your week and you start feeling like, man, this week was awful. Like, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Read back those two that. or three things. You'll start to say, you know what? I'm like, I actually got a lot done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, but for whatever reason, I got lost in the chaos of the world and I felt like I was like a failure, but you weren't. Yeah, I like that. Another thing too is like we were talking before the episode today and we were talking about how we just love love to write things down. Like I'm a big believer Man. of writing things down and so is John. So that was like cool. I was like, oh, you too? Like you're like, you know. It's a must. Yeah. Like I think, put it like this. Writing things down, I've actually heard a great writer say this. If you write certain things down, you find your own voice. Like you start to figure out what you want to say to this world and obviously what type of life and day you want to create. And I, man, I, that I really resonated with that because you being a creator, a writer, and obviously a fitness influencer, now that you're starting to getting to really inspire and show people different parts of your life, you start to find your own voice. Like, you know what, this is, this is what I want to say. 
Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, thank you for coming on coming clean. Um, do you want to tell people like where they can find you? Obviously like Instagram, but like, yes. Um, at J Pruna, J A Y P R U N A is my Instagram handle. Um, rarebreedacademy.com is my website and my new website will come out where it's just jpruna.com, but that will be coming. So cool. I hope you guys come through. Yeah. You guys have to check him out. I mean, just following on social media, you like, first off your voice is like, so like calming (laughs) and so motivating in its own. But then like, if we probably could make a video of all of your little like quotes that you say, like throughout just this episode you also post like so many like motivational quotes and stuff. I'm like, and just like tools. Like I love like going to your page and just seeing like, Oh, I love that. Or that's so inspiring. Or I'm going to do that or great idea. You know, it's man. I love it. Yeah. So and thank man, you. This is, this meant so much. Thank you for letting yeah. me be. On. I got to tell my wife, I, I just won so <laughs> many points for making it. And I'm, I'm, and I made it to pages top five. <laughs> Like, no, you're pretty extraordinary. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love it. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. If you're not watching it on YouTube, make sure you go watch it there. All the episodes are put up there so everyone can just watch it while you're doing cardio or cleaning your house and make sure you rate and review this Apple podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.